I tried a bowl of it with milk and it was vile. It, it left a hideous <laughs> film in my mouth. Oh my god. Why would anyone want to eat that? That's my question. I should. I just got done with uh, two, two hours of, of podcasting with Darren. I should have asked him what the... Uh, like. Do you think the Irish are proud of Lucky Charms? Do you think they find it offensive? Well, you'd have to ask an Irish person. Yeah, like that's why I should have asked Darren. Yeah. Hello, yeah, everyone. If anyone's Irish in chat, yeah, what are your thoughts on Lucky Charms? We're just discussing breakfast cereals and how they are overly sugared and vile. I well, they're overly sugared. I've, I wouldn't say they're vile. I've... Well, I, as a person who has grown up with uh, nice grown-up cereals that the parents insisted I eat, I tried a bowl of Lucky Charms, and it was vile. So, you know, the cereal the the one as big, far as I'm concerned. The one big brick of, of Weetabix? Is that the one that's the one big brick? Yeah, we had Weetabix too. I've eaten a that lot of Weetabix good. in my day. Yeah. Anyway, this is totally irrelevant. No, I just thought about it, and there's no way I could tie breakfast cereals to this week's topic, which is catching up on this year's announcements. There's been a slew, a veritable slew of announcement streams in the last week or so. I have watched none of them. Marty has been streaming most of them. Oh, my God, I've watched too many of them. I, I started to go insane at a certain point yesterday. So I, as usual, because we like to do this, have uh, avoided... Uh, looking up all the things that were announced. Obviously, some things bled through. That's just the nature sure. of internet. Something's but, literally on the art, probably. But I did my best to avoid uh, looking into it in too much detail so that I can have it all revealed to me now and I can be unimpressed at it all en masse. I bet you'll be impressed by one to two games. I doubt that. I okay. think you're uh, estimating a little is high on. there. The count is on. I think I think you'll be impressed by two games. Just tweeting out that we're live. All right. Uh, well, where do you want to start? Uh, I'll start with the the general feel of the showcases. Uh, Xbox put on an excellent showcase because an very few human beings were talking. An excellent showcase. An excellent showcase. I see. Um, yeah, Xbox had. Uh, it was pretty much just game to game, like all all killer, no filler. Um, and it was about an hour of reveals, and then they spent almost 45 minutes deep diving into Starfield, mm-hmm. which is um, going to be well, probably the big game of the fall. But we'll get to that in a moment, because well, I want to talk about already the already sounds like you've bought into the hype. Uh, I mean, it's going to be probably the best-selling game of the fall. I don't, I, I, listen, I do not like any Bethesda games. So, like, I have no, I have no history with Skyrim, Oblivion, Fallout. Uh, that being said, I was intrigued. I was, I walked away intrigued. So, so they they did something right. Um, we then got the Devolver showcase, which Devolver always does something uh, sort of insane. Yeah. Last year, their whole showcase was based around Mecha Suda Five One. It was like Suda Five One who turned into a Mech. Uh-huh. Um, and this year, it was about uh, uh, they created this fictional platforming mascot from the early '90s called Volvi, and uh, they they brought him back into the modern area as this Chat GPT esque AI bot who could create any game you wanted by just giving it keywords. Uh, and then Volvi um, went insane and tried to murder everyone, and his uh, original creator had to put him down. As you, as they do, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. that sounds like it was all a jolly lark, but I'm still waiting to hear about some specific things. Uh, you want to go with Starfield? All right, then. What's so great Sep- about Starfield, then? September 6th, you can explore 1,000 planets, most of which will be generated by AI. 
Yeah, so they're um, all going to be samey as shit, aren't they? Uh, I bet about six will be not samey as shit because they've showed off. So this was supposed to come out last November. Um, it got delayed almost an entire year um, for the best because what they showed off looked way better than what they showed off last year. Uh, the shooting was done in partnership with id. And so the actual the, shooting the what? of this, the shooting, like the, the first person shooting mechanics. Oh, were oh done I, thought in there partnership was some, with id. I thought there was a mass shooting at the event. And, uh, uh, oh my god, I probably would have either led with that or just not talked about that. No, in retrospect, you probably that would probably have been the case, yes. So there yeah, is Yeah, or uh, you probably would have heard about it <laughs> elsewhere. So it's got gun toty shooting. Yes. So it's uh presumably attempting to hit multiple targets at once, ironically. Yes. So it's yeah. got the shooting aspect, it's gonna be an RPG, it's gonna be space exploration, spaceship piloting. Yeah, we've all heard this before. It's all we're going to be nineteen different games and offer an inferior experience for all of them. You can live out your space fantasy, though. You could build a ship. It had uh, what one thing to me that really stood out was it had some interviews with developers, and one developer was talking about how she likes to play as a pirate, and every time she boards an enemy ship, she steals one sandwich that is aboard the ship and she has a room on her ship where she just keeps all of the sandwiches she's stolen and let me tell you that was probably the thing that sold me on the game because i'm like video games are stupid and this is what i want to do in this game well, i just I'm... want to steal sandwiches from people like the biscuit boys would do well i'm going to reiterate my extra punctuation on the do everything game where <laughs> my point was if the premise of if the selling point of the game is just you can have the experience you want to have that's the equivalent of giving people a blank piece of paper and saying, now you can write the book you want to read. So did you, like, I, I said I have no history with uh, Bethesda Game Studios games. Do you, like, did you play Skyrim, Fallout 3, Fallout 4? Do you have any yeah, thoughts have, one way or another I on those? Yeah, I played all of those. They are you... RPGs. They have fairly weak actual gameplay loops, but people tend to like the stories. Yeah, I mean that's this. Uh, this is just gonna be that in space. Okay. Yeah, but well, you can still say. Seems it like the it, the id guy's effort was wasted in that case. Then. I mean, if it makes the shooting feel good, like it'd be nice. To, like, imagine if Fallout played with shooting that actually feels good. It's not hard to make shooting feel good. They got the It is very down. hard to make shooting feel good. That is an insane statement. Well, these it days you just It is very hard to make these, shooting feel good. These kids. days all you have to do is buy a bunch of stock animations and sound effects and just plug them all in and buy yourself an engine as well while you're at it. That's insane. That is crazy talk. If you look at how many first-person shooters feel like like you, you, like you can't quite put your finger on it, but something doesn't feel right, and then you play something like Destiny or Titanfall, and you're like, "Ooh, this feels real good." Well, Titanfall, maybe. Um, the shooting in Destiny feels good. Bungie knows how to make shooties. Yeah. How did I become the person defending Starfield? Because I, I was on our thing. I was the person being like, "This game is not for me. One thousand planets is too many. Give me one planet." Well, quite. Thank you for making you uh, the appropriate point there. Yeah, too many planets. I don't need that many planets. Uh, also, we're going to see uh, this this space shenanigans are a running theme. A lot of game ha uh, games have get in your ship and fly anywhere, which I'm like, ooh, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this. Um, I'm going to have to have that link to that extra punctuation handy. Constantly uh, copy-pasting it. Um, one thing I feel much more confident in, we got not one, we got not two, we got three 
Persona adjacent announcements during the Xbox showcase. Now, this I obviously did hear about. Okay. Uh, so, if memory serves, they're remaking Persona 3. The, Correct. Persona 3 Reload. The dowdy depressing one. Yes. And by the looks of the footage and screenshots I've saw, they're uh, continuing the theme of it being much more dowdy and depressing than Persona 5 ever was. Yep. So, um, yeah. Denmark, uh, who is who's uh, a member of our community and a huge uh, Persona 3 fan, said that this game is Persona 5 but blue. Um, so, uh, and a lot of people are are up in arms because uh, it, it, there is still going to be no definitive version of this game because they are remaking ostensibly the core Persona 3 game with some of the quality of life tweaks that were that were brought in later. But there's going to be no female play uh, playable character like there was in. Um, Persona 3 Portable, and there's going to be no um, sort of epilogue chapter called The Answer, which was something in FES. Okay, so basically you've got to play every Persona 3 version that's ever come out to get the full experience. Uh, Pretty much, honestly, yeah. That's that's pretty spot on. Also, Um, uh, they're making a new sort of spin-off from the Persona Q series, Persona mm -hmm. Tactica. Tactica? I don't know why it's called. Which is like a Fire Emblem sort of game, but with the Persona 5 spin-off? Almost, almost looked uh, like the the uh, Mario Rabbids games in terms of like you have the board yeah. and then you choose where to move them, um, with the similar sort of chibi art style that you saw in the Persona Q games. Um, yeah, I guess I'm less interested. I liked yeah. um, Persona Five Strikers because that had like real time dinosaurs right. combat. I, I need to be yeah. uh, I need to be sold on tactics stuff. XCOM worked for me, but it had to, it started off on the back foot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious to see because they also don't have like, I, I don't know who is actually developing the game. Like, I don't know if it is an internal Persona team or if it is someone who is known for tactics games. But uh, that'll be interesting. But the uh, most uh, the most important and interesting of the announcements was for Metaphor colon Refantasio. Do you know yes, what Metaphor is, colon Refantasio? This is? was the new full on original IP being made by the original Persona Five team. By the uh, by, all the leads from Persona three, four, and five—the creative director, the art director, the composer—they uh, moved on from Persona to make this game, which was called Project Refantasy in the development phase, and it is now called Metaphor Colon Refantasio. I think the name Metaphor is going to click with me though, because in the same way, like Persona, there's something about them—they like they feel the word Metaphor and Persona feel the same on my tongue. Well, it's a shame they had to add a whole nonsense other subtitle onto the end of metaphor isn't it a re, that'll, a be, a, Fantasio? that'll yeah. be a dry heave situation and no mistake but wait they're getting guys from from all three persona teams persona three four and five no the persona three four and five all had the same creative director same art director and okay. same composer and so that say. whole like core leadership group moved on to this game while persona six is being in development by well at least we could probably count on it having a pretty decent soundtrack I'm sure the soundtrack's gonna be great. Um, it seems like their first take into like actual fantasy, even though it seems like fantasy mm. blending in with kind of modern day cities, which just kind of feels like Persona to me. Um, everything looks really cool. Um, uh, what they showed off was really co- sort of a lot of brief snippets of things, but incredibly stylish. Really cool menu. Seems like it still has the same sort of confidant system thing, um, just in a new world. And uh, the game looks cool. Comes out next year. Okay. Sometime. So it's a uh, bootleg, can't use the actual trademark Persona. Gotcha. Uh, no, because who needs Persona when you have Metaphor? Think about it. I'll let you think about it while I go into the next one. Uh, you remember how much fun we had in Sea of Thieves? 
I remember some of us were having fun at times, yes. Uh, what if I told you that we're going to be playing it again next month? Uh, I'd say I might have shit to do. Uh, what if I told you that it's because there is going to be Monkey Island DLC uh, that includes Melee Island and then includes full full new story chapters, including all the voice actors of, of Guybrush and whatnot? I would say I want to die. Okay, so you'll be dying with us um, this summer when we play the Monkey Island DLC for Sea of Thieves. I'm um, really excited for it. I, I think die. it's going to be wonderful. I will die because I'm going to kill myself, just to clarify. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to die in excitement. Sorry, that was the, that was the opposite one. Of, Monkey of Island IP has already been ravaged enough. I'm, uh, I'm absolutely the opposite of excited about that revelation. I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be wonderful. Monkey like, Island fits so perfectly with Sea of Thieves. Like saying, hey, we built a Silent Hill-themed ghost train. Come and ride our Silent Hill-themed ghost train. It'll be just as good. That is absolutely not. How does that, how that, that, that's not how that works at all. You weren't thinking, playing Sea of Thieves, you weren't like, this feels, this, this has the, this has the little, the little sparkles of, of Monkey Island here. And now if they put Melee Island, they put Guybrush, oh, I think you're gonna have a great time. I think it's going to be awful, but, uh, fine. Uh, it's gonna be great. Like they handle the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff like, well. It's going to be like going to a restaurant themed after something you used to love. That and having great. to interact with a very embarrassing waiter who's dressed up as, like, the best character. And going, yeah, Harvey oh, Harties, welcome to our restaurant. Can I talk you through today's specials? It's going to oh be like that. Oh my god. That seems incredible. That seems absolutely incredible. But imagine if this was done with a property you really respect, like uh, Zelda. Imagine if you were in a Zelda-themed uh, restaurant and they were doing that. Yeah, see, you don't realize I would be there literally day one. I would be there day one, and I have the biggest grin on my face. And I would hate myself for it, but I would love it. It'd be great. All right. Um, we, Schindler's we List. Imagine going to a Schindler's List-themed restaurant where all the waiters are dressed as Nazi concentration camp guards mm-hmm. and talk in uh, stock comedy German accents. Say, we have ways mm-hmm. of making your chose appetizers. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Schindler's List uh, IP, if we want to call it that, is kind of different than the Monkey Island IP. All right, fine. Slightly different. Just a, just a, just maybe some of us have more, you know, some of us, our entire childhoods were themed around Monkey Island in one way or another. Now imagine that you can re-experience it here. So there you go. You're going to have a great time next month. I know you will. Um, Going back to all those space shenanigans, uh, a big game revealed from uh, Ubisoft Massive, Star Wars Outlaws. I know you love Star Wars, and I know you love your Outlaws. Uh, this U- is a sorry uh, Ubisoft. Ubisoft Massive. Yes, I thought EA was exclusively the Star Wars. No, these for days. Uh, they signed like an eight-year deal, and that deal went up, and now Star Wars is everywhere. Everyone wants uh, a piece of Star Wars now. Oh God, um, so this let's is throw it to the dogs. Let's watch them ravage it to little shreds. Uh, like Star Wars hasn't already been ravaged a little shreds. Right, fine. It's not, it's not like Star Wars is some some pillar of, of perfection anymore. Uh, the trailer looked really cool. It looked cool, A, because there's no talk of Jedi or Sith or lightsabers. You play as a scoundrel uh, in between uh, Empire and New Hope, or Empire and Jedi, and uh, the game is features these big open-world planets, and you, you go, it almost seems like GTA. Star Wars GTA. Steal shit, you go on missions, you, you get some bounties, you get but some contracts. But what do you actually do? Is it a shooter? Run, yeah, it's like GTA. You 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 
hop in your vehicle, you go from place to place, you 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 have you have guns, you got a little alien pal, you got a robot buddy. Do you, uh, have- you can get in your ship and you can just fly to space and did the no man's sky thing where it just flew through the atmosphere and all of a sudden you were in space. So you can oh. shoot up shoot up the aliens and get uh chased by the alien police. Literally you make a decision and it said you're not wanted by the Empire. So yes. Okay then. Looks great. I know it was great. Trailer looked great. Well you it would have to have to see how it plays. So far, it sounds like it would have been perfectly good had it not been a Star Wars IP. Yeah, but it's better with Star Wars. I don't I want mean, to play generic space. I want to play I mean, Star, Star Wars. Wars but there's no Jedi's and no lightsabers. You said. Yeah, like well, that's some of the best Star Wars in recent years. Has been stuff like Andor and Rogue One. So if I played that, Andor's the best Star Wars probably in the last fucking thirty-five years. So someone made you play that and made you wear like a blindfold when they as they got past the title screen and then told you afterwards it was based on the Firescape universe or the Blake Mm. 7 universe, you would have had no choice but to believe them. Well, I would counter that with, I don't think Blake 7 is real. That sounds made up. What? Is Blake 7 made up? I've never heard of Blake 7 before. Well, I'm I'm not surprised you haven't heard of Blake 7. Is it because you made it up? so-called liker of space things. Oh, no, I only like the very specific space things. I think, I'm going to be honest, this is like a weird hot take. I think space is overrated. I'm going to dignify you by answering a question that you could very easily Google. I'm on a podcast. I'm, I'm listing things with you. Well, I, I think Blake Seven's fake. A bunch of people in chat said, yeah, Blake Seven's fake. Well. No one actually said that. I was the only one who said that. But I assumed someone in chat would come to my defense. Yeah, it's confused and- for a second, because you don't seem to know that I'm currently reading the chat as it comes out. Oh shit! Uh, I have a different chat open. My oh. my, ch- <laughs> but my chat. Uh, she goes through a different school. Um, so that Star Wars Outlaws. Uh, Ubisoft Massive though is working on two games, and they're working on the only property that you like more than Star Wars. Is this the is Avatar? Thing? It is James Cameron's Avatar. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is um, the thing that's just Far Cry, but but you're very much blue. So. Well, you're a big blue lad. Very much Far Cry. You're a big blue lad who's kind of like a superhero because you could jump really far and you're you're super strong. Um, it very much feels like Far Cry yeah, by Avatar. Yeah, However, yeah. classic Ubisoft checklist sandbox gameplay. One thing that seemed uh, really cool to me was that uh, it seemed like they almost have this like Okami was the game that came to mind of like where the more you do and if you like take out like enemies and stop their pipelines and everything that you're bringing life back to the world like literally like the flora and fauna change with with your actions in the game and because you know mm. these those movies are all about you having like a having a, a connection to uh to the planet itself been done kind of a neat concept been done the saboteur was a game that took place entirely in monochrome but as you liberated stuff in the sandbox it became color been done Counter- next place counterpoint that game wasn't good though so what if that game was good? I quite liked it. Also, every game's been done. I'm sure if we talked about your game, we could say been done. All well, games quite, have been done. Well, I quite liked it for Robin Atkin Downs' attempt at an Irish accent. Oh, God. Was that was it pretty bad? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> would, he, would, would, they have been a, uh, would they have been a big uh, Lucky Charms fan? I'd, I, well, that particular person might have been, because they definitely weren't Irish. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Robert Atkins down. Is he the one who voices Liquid Snake? No. You're thinking of Cam Clark. I am thinking of Cam Clark. Robert Atkins and down voiced, amongst others, uh, Travis Touchdown in No More Heroes. 
He mm. voiced uh, the medic in Team Fortress 2. Mm. Uh, and he voiced, uh, who else did he do? He was the prince in Prince of Persia Warrior Within. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. That wasn't Yuri Lowenthal? No, Yuri Lowenthal was the prince in Sands of Time and Two Thrones and the Forgotten Sands. Gotcha. Everything's very confusing. There's too many princes. Oh, speaking of princes, a new Prince of Persia game was announced. That's what I was leading towards, yes. That's <laughs> another thing I heard about. There's going to be a 2D one and the main yes. character's black, so the internet got very mad. Yeah, and then Jordan Mechner had to be like, this is what uh, Prince the Prince of Persia should look like, and posted a screenshot of every different version of the Prince of Persia, which is just a thousand different types of characters. Yeah. Um, the game looks really cool. It's by the Ubisoft Montpellier studio, who did the 2D the, Rayman The Rayman games. Origins and Legends, yes. Yes, which were both very good. And this thing looks kind of like Metroid Dread a little bit like it feels like it's going to be sort of a, a metroidvania um right. with more in-depth uh like combat and, and boss battles and stuff so um the game looks really cool coming in july i just wish ubisoft and more people would make these kind of smaller budget projects yeah yeah, yeah. well yeah but uh everything's metroidvania in 2d worlds it's more interesting when things aren't metroidvania these days well metroidvania is a rule counterpoint I also, I'm the one using the term Metroidvania. I don't think they ever actually used it, but okay, okay. if you get new abilities that unlock things and, you know, you go back to earlier areas and things are different I now. I think it would be a safe assumption to make. Yeah. And the real question be. for me is, is it going back to, like, the the realistic platform of physics that you saw in the the, the, the very first Prince of Persia games was a huge pioneer no, of? definitely not. Uh, definitely not, um, like, the Jordan Mechner, the early ones, no. Um, right. It looks like it looks like it controls really well, but it seemed like you can almost like do double jumps and stuff like that. So it is, right. um, yeah. I think, going for more fluidity than uh, like how in the original Prince of Persia they like rotoscoped or animated over the actual yeah. like footage of people jumping. But they like the control is, I mean, you didn't you couldn't just like hold in a direction to go somewhere. There was some real finesse required in the moving around in Prince of Persia One. Those games are hard as shit. Those games remind me of the struggles of platforming in like the original tomb raider where you had to like line laura up very that's exactly what it was the original tomb raider was like uh building on the original realistic platformers like prince of persia and uh flashback and another yeah. world and that sort of thing yeah where you have to like get like creep to an edge and then take a couple steps back and then yeah, get your, you have get to your like running jump vertically to grab a ledge and then laboriously pull yourself up you couldn't like super i never, got, I never got into those um I, I always had a fondness for that sort of thing yeah yeah i never like out of this world flashback any any of those kind of things i never i well, was never really my to... my policy is if uh a if a traversal style of movement requires a lot more work and finesse to do right, then it's a hell of a lot more satisfying to be able to pull it off really well. Uh, do you want to talk about a game where uh, movement is going to require finesse? Because I'm going to skip ahead to uh, my indie section to give you one indie game. Oh, my, oh, okay. What have we got? Did you hear about the game Baby Steps? I might have done. Rings a bell. This was probably the breakout indie of of the week. Um, mm -hmm. It is a joint collaboration by the developers of Ape Out. I don't know. Did you play Ape Out? They're like top I, down, almost like Hotline Miami, but you're a big I old did, ape. I did play Ape Out. It's certainly very stylized, that game. So it is uh, a collaboration between them and Bennett Foddy of Quop and Getting Over It. Yeah, that's fair. And 
it seems like you play uh, this like schlubby dude who either wakes up in a dream or gets transported into his TV into this 3D world. And it's that feeling of have you ever had a dream where you just like can't you got to run away from something, but you just can't walk like your, your legs don't work. I've had that. I've had the teeth falling out one as well. So it is that. So it is this gorgeous your 3D. teeth fall out. No, no, it is the first of those. Maybe your teeth fall out. They didn't show anything in the back half of the game, so it's possible it turns into a teeth falling out like. Um, but it is this like it is taking the idea of like quap but putting it in this like gorgeous landscape with an actual story and where the guy takes one step and then falls flat on his face. Um it okay. the trailer was incredible. It was it was like probably my favorite trailer of um of the entire week. So well, I'm very excited about baby steps. I hope it's not too much like quap because Quap, the whole challenge is like being able to walk like more than two yards. Can't get much of a story out of that. You were saying, okay, so you don't want, you, you're like the, you're like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. You don't want your movement too easy. You don't want your movement too hard. You need your movement right in the middle. I think it's no controversial statement to say that sometimes the middle ground is the best. Um, I was trying to think of something witty, but that's pretty spot on. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty spot on. There you go. People always yeah. like straw man you that way. You say, yeah. oh, you didn't like something on one end of the extreme and you didn't like anything on something that was on the exact opposite end of the extreme either. You'll never be happy, will you? Yeah, there you and go. Like, there's a very large spectrum between those two extremes, you dolts. Anyway. Uh, anyway, you says, know know- anyway, say, now tell me about another thing that I can scoff at. Uh, this one, you want something you could scoff at and you could play right now? Well, I won't be, because yes, i got to get through Diablo 4 this week. Oh, spooky. Um, pair of Final Fantasy games. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is coming next year. You don't really, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I don't, I'm going to be honest, I don't care about your opinion. What's that? Just, is that like episode two? It is episode two, yeah. Yeah. All right then. I don't, I don't care. Oh, the big thing about that, which I love though, is in a big, um... In, in big uh sort of like proud uh at the end of the trailer when it said coming in 2024 in big bold letters it says two discs <laughs> isn't it weird that in 2024 we're bragging about a game being on two discs and i kind of <laughs> loved it i was like this is dumb as shit and this is a stupid gimmick and i love it no one buys discs anymore you, we're just gonna be downloading a whole bunch of shit and then downloading a whole bunch of more shit two discs it's coming on two discs See, chat's excited about two discs. I lied about the chat thing before. Everyone chat here is excited about two discs. In other words, it's going to take my PS5 like uh, like overnight to install it's gonna be It's going to be like a 200 gig game. Yeah, because I think PS5 discs are 100 gigs. And so, I don't, I don't know. It looks very exciting. And you know it's just because um, they've got like 500 grindy ass dungeons that go on forever. Yeah. It's great. 10 out of 10. Uh... They also, um, this game comes out in like two weeks, Final Fantasy 16. They released uh, a two-hour demo on PS5 that is just the first two hours of the game, and your save carries over afterwards. We've talked about this before. I think it's wonderful. I think it's very well, nice. Well, knowing Final Fantasy games, those two hours probably get you about like 0.1% of the way through. Uh, I have my full written impressions going up soon. I played the demo last night. It is fucking good. Final Fantasy 16 is going to be good, everybody. I'm very, I'm very excited to say it. It was emotional. It got me to care about the characters. Oh my god, there's a great dog. He well, might be a wolf. I don't know what the difference between a dog and a wolf is, but he's some, he's somewhere between a dog and a wolf, and he looks great. Well, you are a weeb. Uh, 
Do weebs like dogs? I'm allergic well, to weebs dogs. Weebs like though. Final Fantasy games. Oh, weebs love Final Fantasy games. Yeah, looks great. Big, big, very excited for Final Fantasy. So that's Fantasy out in two weeks, is it? It's out in two weeks. Uh, they released the demo uh, now. And uh, again, I like that. So I like kill myself trying to get through like the first 20 hours of it over the course of the week. And then everyone will go, oh, you didn't get to the good part. No, the good part's within the first two hours. So you'll have gotten to the good part. If you don't oh. like it, you're just, a, you're, just a, you're just a big old snob. Well, that's even that's worse. The game probably gets really bad towards the end, and everyone will go, oh, he didn't mention it gets really bad at the end. Why didn't he save us? Why didn't he save us from this horror? <laughs> uh, it's great. 10 out of 10. Escapist.com. Uh, they also showed off uh, the, uh, speaking of weeby things, uh, the next two Yakuza Like a Dragon games. Uh, so uh, this we is have... the one where he's naked on a beach. Yeah, he's naked on a beach. Not only is he naked on a beach, it's an American beach. He goes to America. I don't know if it's Hawaii or Southern California, but Yakuza in America. He could be in Florida. Could take it the long way around. He could be in Florida. Um, they showed like kind of mountains in the background. So to me, it was like Southern California or Hawaii. Um, Southern California is not very mountainous. Hawaii, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, but looks great. Yeah, he showed up naked. Uh, but then, uh, so that is coming out next year. And then in the fall is uh, Yakuza, or Like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name, which is all about Kiryu. And it's how Kiryu gets to the action in 8. And then 8, yeah. which is called Infinite Wealth, is about Kiryu and Ichiban. They are never going to stop milking this shit, are they? I thought they were finally done after Yakuza 6. No, no, no. Just what, the, the, the series keeps getting more popular. So what's it's the like combat? A, it's like a little Katamari, just rolling things up. Turn-based combat again. Um, so like a dragon, Gaiden, the man who erased his name, is going to be classic combat. Uh, like a dragon, infinite wealth, which is ostensibly eight, is going to be turn-based. I so I think that's it. how they're going to catch Rita. I've just stopped playing these. I figure each one's basically the same. Oh, seven was really good. Seven was really good. I don't care. That was the one with turn-based? You didn't play the one with turn-based combat? Yeah, I played... Uh... Oh yeah, that one I played, like a dragon. Yeah, not like a dragon. Yeah, but there was one. There after are that, a lot of them. There? Though. there was another one after that with it Japan. Uh, they just there? released the one that's like uh, in feudal Japan. No, there was another one. No, what am I thinking of? No, there was a second. You're judgment. I think a judgment. There? Yeah, yes, yeah, there was, was a second judgment good. game. I played like the first ten minutes, and I'm like, I'm bored of this shit. Let's go out and have fun in the sun. I mean, you could say that about every video game, right? <laughs> I'm bored of this. Let me go have fun in the sun. Well, uh, not, well, some of them don't bore me. Uh, you know what? If you're bored by Yakuza, that's on you. Love the coups. All Give right. me more of the coups. All right. I will, I'm going, I will probably not play future Yakuza games, and I doubt I will miss out on much. Uh, you're going to miss out on the naked man. You're, gonna, you're not going to know why, how he got to Hawaii. I you're feel like I could probably get through my life without knowing that particular on your deathbed your rosebud's yeah. gonna be how did ichiban get to hawaii i won't be saying that i'll be saying why did i spend so much time in the office when i could have been out and having fun in the sun that is yeah. what i'll be saying yeah uh xbox also showed little little glimpses of a bunch of their first party games including the uh fable reboot by playground games the forza horizon developers uh which featured a wonderful little appearance by uh richard ioade who I, yes. I feel like you've talked about on some of those fucking game shows or quiz shows or oh yeah shows or oh yeah shit. he's great yep i mean that's he what fable is at this point this is what fable is at this point it's like uh ensuring british 
comedians and voice actors still get a paycheck. Look at paid. There you go. See, that's nice. So um, when I first heard they were making a Fable game, my first thought was, oh boy, another Fable game to hold up the candle of that one excellent Fable game, blank. And then I realized I couldn't think of anything to put in the blank. As in the one excellent Fable game? Fable 2 is really good. No, it isn't. Fable 1's kind of crummy. Fable 3 is pretty bad. Fable 2 is great. I've played all three of those games. They're all kind of crummy. Yeah, you have bad taste. If you have good taste, Fable 2 is great. I um, am a career reviewer. My taste is excellent. I'm like the food critic in Ratatouille. Yeah, you're like the food critic at the, before the climax of the movie where he, where he finds joy. Before you've had a, a, a rat mecha help you make food. I find I joy. I find joy when I play new IP indie games that surprise me by how fun and interesting they are. That's what, never was the last one? With, what was the last one that sparked joy? Uh, Hi-Fi Rush, probably. Or uh, Shadows of Doubt. You and your Shadows of Doubt. I never get that sort of fun surprise playing a remake of a long-established franchise that's full of bullshit. South of Midnight. You want to talk about new IP? We don't know anything about this game. It's weird for me to even talk about uh, a game that we don't know anything about. It's by the uh, We Happy Few slash Contrast People, uh, Compulsion. Uh, uh, um, this just is the, the selling really cool. point, is it? No, the selling point is a really incredible trailer. Has this like set in like the South Louisiana. It has this American Gothic feel to it, and the entire trailer was in kind of like stop motion animation, like almost like the, the Corpse Bride or Coraline. Uh, a really, a really cool trailer. Uh, the bummer of it at the end was I was like, I don't know what video, what this is when it comes to a video game. Okay. Yeah. So what there you that, go. South of Midnight. What was it called? South of Midnight. But that's a measure of time, not location. How does that (laughs) make sense? No! You have to tune in to find out. Um, And then, one of the most confusing first-party Xbox games in development uh, is called Clockwork Revolution, um, which is uh, a first-person RPG by uh, In Exile, the people who make Wasteland. Um, and if you, I kind of want you, I know you don't watch trailers. I kind of want you to watch this trailer because the entire time everyone is thinking there's no way this isn't just more Bioshock infinite because it looks exactly like Bioshock infinite. It takes place seemingly in this, this steampunk utopia among the clouds Mm -hmm. where you start peeling back the veneer and you're like, Oh, what's going on? Is there racism underneath here? What's going on here? But apparently the whole idea is you are, uh, you have the ability to, to travel through time and cause changes that, um, that, that ripple through and change the current landscape of the place. Like Sonic CD. It is exactly like Sonic CD. So you have to run very fast down a hill to go to travel yeah. back in time. Yeah, yeah. Well, that might be oh. worth seeing. Sonic, Sonic CD was actually pretty good. In terms of 2D Sonic games, Sonic CD was good. They also announced a new 2D Sonic game. I don't know anything about it, but apparently people are excited for it. Okay. Um, Isn't so there you go. Sonic Origins coming out like in a week? Yeah, not even that, though. They announced one for next year called Sonic... God, I can't even remember what it was called. Um, so but the funny thing is, it's by it's being developed by Artez, who is the it's the team that's made up of a lot of original Sonic developers. But Artez was Yuji Naka's team who ended up uh, making Balan Wonderworld, 
and now Yuji is in prison, and so they're like, "Well, the boss is in jail now. No, now we can go make a Sonic game again." Ooh, oh yeah, Sonic Superstar. That's when the cat's away. Yeah, <laughs> which I think is very funny. I also just think Yuji Naka's Prison Sons is pretty funny. Well, I um, can't imagine it was just Yuji Naka making all the games Sonic Team made absolute dog shit. So I don't hold that much hope for that. But people played it and they said it's good. They, like the the Sonic weirdos uh, said that um, it's the first one that gets the feel of the original trilogy, right? In terms of like apparently his his inertia, no one has been able to get right. Um, well, I don't know how much weight I'd give to the Sonic weirdos. Uh, oh no, I don't. I mean, except for when it comes to the Sonic Frontiers, because as you and I both know, as two huge fans of Sonic Frontiers, uh, that yeah, game's wonderful. Keep stirring and we think about that it a lot. pot, man. It's not stirring a pot. You just you you like it. You know about Sonic. If you didn't like it, you'd erase it from your memory. But it's still there, so I have faith. Uh, this is a weird story. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven Phantom Liberty. It's an expansion for Cyberpunk, but in the expansion, they are completely overhauling pretty much every single system in the game and people are saying that this is like what the cyberpunk people were promised before which is just very strange to me that like three years after a game comes out it is ostensibly being reworked into the game people thought it would be in 2020 okay. um all all very strange to me i have no no so desire to play cyberpunk but this is all very weird to me this sort of shit really exposes something doesn't it like uh, the original games down, they said, "Hey, we have faith in this game. We put all our best work into it. It is good." And three mm-hmm. years later, they turn around and say, "Okay, we lied about that. That was everything we said back then was bollocks. Now we're doing the actual game, the proper game that is the one yeah. we're proud of." Yeah, I mean, how can we trust anything they say anymore? It is very strange. Yeah, and it costs money, but it retroactively changes everything before. I don't know. Very, very strange. When they say Phantom Liberty, do you remember in uh, I think it was Deus Ex: Invisible War? Where the Statue of Liberty had been like destroyed by terrorists, so they I replaced do, it with yeah. a big hologram version of the Statue yeah. of Liberty. Is that what you were? <laughs> that was what sprung to mind. Were... Yes, <laughs> big hologram Statue of Liberty. Uh, that could be pretty cool. I can get behind that. Um, here's a game that I think you're going to be a little. You're not going to enjoy. Called Thirty Three oh. Immortals, and it is Thunderful's follow up to Spiritfarer. Spiritfarer, one of your favorite games of the past I couple do like, years. Do you like Spiritfarer? So why wouldn't Spiritfarer. I like a game by the Spiritfarer devs? Uh, it's whole thi- it is a top-down co-op action game, but it is not two players. It's not three players. It is 33 players. <laughs> do you have any desire to play a 33-player top-down action game? That sounds like a WoW raid. <laughs> um, I mean, it looked very quick. I mean, I've, I've played like battlefield games where you go into a server and there's like 64 other dudes it's just chaos how would you know you're contributing anything yeah it's uh it's it's i don't know 33 players seems seems like a lot it also seems like a very strange uh uh, zig after the zag of spiritfarer but i guess they also did before spiritfarer they did sundered and jotun which were both top-down action games so um i guess it makes sense that they're doing this question mark Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. But they did support Spiritfarer for a long time, so Spiritfarer uh, is even better now than it was at launch, so highly recommend everyone play Spiritfarer. Yeah, it's if good, you old, Spiritfarer. good old games, that Spiritfarer. Everyone go play. Hell yeah. Uh, a game I'm really excited about is called Jusant. J-U-S-A-N-T. It's by Don't Nod, which worries me a little bit because the Life is Strange games can be a little, eh? They've been all over the place, Don't Nod. They have, and they've done stuff like Remember Me and... and 
tell me lies. They've, they, they have a, a weird portfolio. However, this game, um, it, it, it is a uh, sort of like a very uh, stylish third person, seemingly no combat adventure game. But the whole thing about it is the climbing mechanics. So the entire game is you sort of like free climbing walls. And there are, from what it showed, like a ton of different like options and ways to solve these climbing puzzles. And it's, you know, partly seems like finding like handholds. It's partly using the equipment you have. Um, it's about like finding at like places along this sort of like fantastical. It almost looked like a fantastical take on like Mesa Verde, like the American Southwest. Mm. Um, but it looked really cool. And we were... I th- I don't know if we were talking on here, maybe one of the other streams um, about sort of climbing as a mechanic and how yes, a lot I'd of games. Yeah, I'd be interested in seeing something it. that uh, made a bit more out of it because uh, yeah, the wife and I used to be keen indoor rock climbers before our kids were born. There it's, you go. Uh, one of my favorite sports to do, and mm-hmm. I've yet to play a game that's based on climbing that really feels like you're climbing. Yeah, like having to you know make sure you've got a firm grasp on mm-hmm. at least three points before you move uh one of your hands or feet don't cross over your limbs you know did you ever something play like, uh oh sorry go on something like mount your friends was like along those lines did you play but, ever uh, play grow home i did play that that yeah. was getting there yeah I rev- yeah i think i reviewed it ages ago that was a while ago. I don't know if that was six, seven years ago. Whatever yeah. came out. I think they came out two of them. But um, but I think it was either Grow Up or Grow Home. Or I think I might have just reviewed both of them. Uh, it was like the last review I did before I left Australia. Mm-hmm. That was like the last game I played on my Australian oh. system. Oh, and you remember it. Yeah. Uh, this game looks cool, though. I'm, I'm excited to see more about it. And like we were talking about before, like the idea of... of really leaning into climbing as a core mechanic seems like something that there's like a lot of room for in games especially like in indie games um well there's so many games that have climbing in them yeah yeah um yeah because it does seem like a lot of games are now just doing that well we'll just do a breath of the wild and we'll just have a little stamina meter and you can climb anywhere as long as you have meter we'll do the uncharted thing where you have to climb along these very specific sequence of ledges uh, yeah yeah we're, we're just going to use the, the color yellow to guide your eye yeah um yeah looks neat i'm i'm uh that's definitely one of the ones i'm intrigued to see more about uh there was also a game called still wakes the deep which is by the chinese room who are sort of the pioneers of the walking sim with dear esther and then they yeah. did uh, everybody's gone to the rapture and amnesia machine for pigs i remember um, this seems like uh, this is more of uh, some sort of a survival horror game set aboard. It's first person set aboard like an offshore oil rig where something goes awry and there's something something spookous on the oil rig. Um, and it's another, actually going to have horror gameplay mechanics that don't, that don't uh, just run away from the thing? Uh, the main thing was running away from the thing and closing a door behind you. Well, there you go. Uh, have you been... Well, well, are you going to be reviewing? Is, is this week, is tomorrow amnesia? It is, yes. So this week's That's a weird sentence is, to say, is tomorrow amnesia? Is amnesia, ambrosia <laughs> the bunker. Ambrosia the bunker. Uh, that's a weird, because that, is that a different developer than... No, it's fictional. I'm pretty, oh, sure okay. it, I'm pretty sure it uses the same engine as the original Amnesia the Dark Descent. Oh, okay. And, and possibly even their even earlier games, like the Penumbra games. Oh, I remember Penumbra. I never oh. actually played Penumbra, but I remember it. He also had a very similar 
uh, physics engine where you have to do a lot of moving your mouse to open drawers. Did you like Selma? I did. I felt like the monsters, the whole monster hiding aspect of the game felt a bit superfluous. And lo and behold, they released a mode where you could just take the monsters out. Yeah. Yeah, but, that was <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the non-spooky mode. Yeah, it's Which very, seems like, is that like an admission that like, oh, maybe our core mechanic isn't that good? Maybe. Well, it didn't fit Soma. Soma had a really good like plot. Yeah, yeah, an atmosphere. It's like, I kind of don't the, want these things. Yeah, the monsters around. weren't really part of any of that. The plot was about, you know, existentialism and... Yeah. Uh, fun. Um, last two things. Uh, one is uh, they announced uh, Shadows of the Damned remaster. However, there's going to be apparently a Grasshopper Showcase uh, late tonight, and they said they have more announcements. I just want Killer7 to be on my Switch. Please put Killer7 on my Switch, and it's, thank you. It's out on Steam, isn't it? Just get it's a Steam, Steam Deck. That's not a Switch. I have a Steam Deck. It's it's really heavy. Get a PS2 Please emulator. Let's put it on Switch. You want the Please. moon. That's, what you, that's your problem. The moon? Yeah. I would love the moon. You want the moon um, on a stick. I don't even know what that means, but I well, like we it. Give, well, like, we give you a moon, we give you Killer 7 on Steam, and you're like, mm, I'd rather have this moon on a stick. It's the bloody moon. Why are you so ungrateful? Because I, I want it on the Switch. Because the Switch would be great. Yeah, you, want the, the you want the moon on a stick. You know, it's not going to be the moon if they announce it tonight. In that case, it'll just be like a cool favor. Uh, did you like Shadows of the Damned? No, Killer is dead. That was almost the moon on a stick. Killer is dead was bad. <laughs> that was bad. But there was that a lot was of... The, but the moon appeared a lot in it as a thing. Oh, there was a oh, literal moon. Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, did you like Shadows of the Damned? No, not really. The one I played it, it was, they made a big thing about how it was like a crossover between Suda 5-1, Shinji Mikami, and Akira Yamoka. And yes. of the three, it felt like uh, Shinji Mikami was the one whose, who's, uh, you know, signature style was most in evidence. Yeah, there's one song that my, is one of my favorite Kiriyama songs that's in the game. It had these little, there's these little like light slugs. I just remember the light slug song was very good. So I'm excited to play this remaster to re-experience the light slug song, which okay. I feel like I could just do by, by listening to a YouTube clip, but I'm an idiot. Um, and the last thing and the most important thing. Um, so you know how this Lies of P game is coming out, which is Bloodborne, but Pinocchio? Yeah, Pinocchio Bloodborne, I remember. Uh, well, first there was a, there was a demo, and Nick Nick liked it. I didn't like the demo. Nick Nick really enjoyed it though. So apparently that. Um, most importantly, uh, we have a Ebenezer Scrooge Metroidvania coming called Ebenezer and the Invisible World. Are you excited for? I know you love Ebenezer Scrooge and you love Metroidvanias. Well, I really I don't know how to react to that. Uh, your double jump is summoning the ghost of Tiny Tim, and he gives you a little boost. And let me tell you, I don't know how video games get made, and I don't so know how So far, this, this video is game sounding like someone just took all the individual characters and elements of A Christmas Carol, shook it about in a great big bag, and then threw it in your face. Correct. Yeah. Uh, it looks very bad, and I think it's very that funny. Doesn't, doesn't really feel like it's doing the themes and point of the Charles Dickens original uh, much credit there. No, you don't. Every, anytime you read Christmas Carol or see like a good adaptation, like the George C. Scott version from the eighties, you're not or like the Disney Man, version with Scrooge like? McDuck in the lead role. The party what was would this built be for. Like, oh my God, a Scrooge McDuck! What if they just took the Ducktales 
NES game and then made it into uh, Disney's Christ- Muppet Christmas Carol. No, Muppet Christmas Carol is different. That one was good too, Michael Caine. Well, there's a lot I could forgive Scrooge McDuck for. They got David Tennant to voice him in one of the recent... That's right, in the new cartoons. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh, that was um, that was most of the stuff I had written down. Okay. Uh, chat, Tell- if there's anything I forgot, let us know. Get your super chats yeah, in. in. We super got a bunch chats. of super chats already. Let's, get let's, some, let's chumper get our super chats in. It's time to read them out. I think I've lost the first few. Why don't you start? Uh, I have from this. I have from the top. Uh, Book of Null with three dollars and sixty four cents. Thank you so much, Book of Null. Please release the source code for your dev diaries. Shan't. Can't be bothered. And I'm afraid people will take the piss out of my very amateurish coding. Don't you dare take any piss out of him. His piss is for him and him alone. Uh, I still insist on having long lists of if statements rather than using a switch statement. Is that a... Is that... Well, it's like, uh, something a lot of people got narky about whenever I showed them my code in the Dev Diary series. There you go. People, people, people just like the backseat, backseat well, actually. Don't they just? Absolutely, monsters. Uh, Shashank with 110 Indian rupee. Thank you so much. Been watching you since I was in middle school, and now I graduated medical school and earned my first salary as a doctor. Wanted to share. Thank you so oh much, Shashank. Well, oh, lucky you didn't take too much influence from me. Uh, that's an actual useful job you've got there. That is. Hey, your job, you're helping people. Maybe you helped Shashank get through some tough times, which allowed Shashank to. Um, to, to live their dream of becoming a doctor. I so help people waste time in the office. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> probably whatever motivation I've given anyone has probably been counteracted by the amount I've helped people procrastinate over the years. Uh, listen, it's, uh, life's all about balance. Centrism, right? Uh, Mr. Arms and Legs with 220 Canadian, thank you so much. Yahtzee and Marty, can you rank all five 3D Prince of Persia games? There's been more than five 3d ones isn't there well there's the there prince, was, of there persia, was... prince of persia 3d prince of persia sands of time warrior within two thrones forgotten sands prince of persia 2006 uh there's a couple of 2d ones that had 3d no graphics one thinks I don't know prince of persia that. 3d is a 3d one i think they mean sands of time onwards i imagine if okay right. what is prince of persia 3d i don't even know what that is that was like the one uh, that was made by... Is it the same guy, Jordan Mechner? Like he yeah, tried to the developer was Brodebund uh, still. Mind, Mindscape? Yeah. I do not know what this game is. It came out around the time of uh, when Tomb Raider was big. Yeah. And okay, uh, it was ripping 90, off 90. that sort of style, and it was really, really bad. It looks really bad. I'm glad I didn't play this Yeah, one. it was notoriously bad. Um, Of the, the Sands of Time onwards... Which which one is your favorite? I think 2008 is my favorite, the the cell shaded reboot. Um, I've been meaning to replay that at some point, but uh, for me, you'll never top the Sands of Time. I'll look at that. Sands of Time is really good. Yeah, they're supposedly remaking that, but they keep fucking it up, and I'm like, how do you fuck up remaking this game? Get, get I, your shit together, Ubisoft. Yeah, I sort of yeah. put Warrior Within and Two Thrones next to each other because Warrior Within has some very cringy sort of uh, theming. 
Aren't they kind of edgy? Like, there wasn't it that whole yeah. era where, like, Jack 2 was like, it's Jack and Daxter, but edgy. It yeah, was very early 2000s, yes. But uh, the gameplay is actually really solid, and Two Thrones wasn't as fun, even though it was trying to go back to the sort of cheerful spirit of the original Sands of Time. Yeah. Did they, oh, because it, it tried to, like, zig when they zagged. Was that the yeah. one? And there was one with. Was there one based on the movie with Jake Gyllenhaal? There was one that came out around the same time as the movie, but it was part of the Sands of Time canon. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it was very forgettable. It was called The Forgotten Sands, and I've forgotten everything about it, except that it was tied into the canon of the Sands of Time trilogy. There you so, go. So, appropriately enough, it's very forgettable. Fittingly enough. Uh, I'm at Fungus Finder. Do you have Fungus Finder yet? No, I think I lost quite a few. Oh, that's fine. Uh, I, I have them all. Uh, Fungus Finder with a five dollar dono. Thank you so much. Upbeat, joyous Marty trying to feed hope and optimism to an incredibly cynical, sarcastic Yahtzee. Is this what it feels like to be a parent? For which one of us, me or him? Children aren't, you know, cynical. Children are full like of hope for feed, the future. Maybe it's like trying to feed your your kid vegetables. Okay, I'll I'll be that then. Blur, yeah. <laughs> blur. And I want to start field. Reach behind you and grab your lucky charms. There you go. You're already you're already prepared for this. Uh, Trumando with a two dollar dono. Thank you so much, Trumando. Toffee, yeah. if you can hear this, reach. give Yachts a hug. I can't reach my lucky charms. Can you reach your toffee? I can't. I can't see anything. Are those toffee noises? Uh, yeah, that's toffee noises. Why do I feel like they might not be toffee noises? Did I get tricked? Did I get tricked into thinking that there were toffee noises? Uh, thank you so much for the donation, True Mando. And Fungus Finder again with a $2 dono. Thank you so much. Don't relent, Marty. Your endless optimism works. I'm going to be honest. This week, I do not think it worked. I know for Sonic Frontiers it worked. I don't think no, no, I'm, I'm thrilled to bits. I'm a side of shit. I don't, know, are you, yeah, I don't know if you're eating Lucky Charms or if you're doing something with toffee. Okay, know. chat says you're eating Lucky Charms. Well, it sounds like chat chat just snitched on you. So thank you, chat. Snitches uh, get the opposite of, of stitches. Uh, SPS Guru with a five-year-o dono. Thank you so much. Don't dangle the carrot of a cure before me when I already know the ending. I don't know what that was in relation to. Maybe Cyberpunk? Um, blum, blum, blum. Uh, possibly. Anyway, I can take uh, over now. Oh, okay. are you at sub? Oh, one yes. thing people were uh, people online have been making a big hullabaloo about is they're upset that Starfield is thirty frames per second on the Xbox Series X. Well, guess we'd and all I, better kill ourselves then. I wanted to. I wanted to to put my flag in the sand of being like, I don't give a shit. How many no, frames per I don't. I, I mean, I mean. Who, other than people who like one-on-one -on -one fighting games, gives that much of a shit about frames? I also just can't, like, I I like Shadow of the Colossus and, and Tears of the Kingdom, so clearly I don't give a shit about good frame rate in the game. I guess not. Yeah. So Sup gives 11 Canadian dollars and says, Hey, Yardsey, sorry to change topic, but do you plan on doing a zero punctuation on Ishin like a dragon, Yakuza in feudal Japan, and or Pizza Tower, unique gameplay loop, maybe during the dry season? Uh, no and no, sup. Well, you don't know that you're not doing Pizza Tower. Oh, no, quite, yeah. There's going to be, uh, <laughs> be a vote for our God-tier patrons in July 
on uh, on on what game you're going to be reviewing. Bloody summer games. You know what I want to put forward? Have you ever played Smother Three? Smother Three. Mother Three. I think I accidentally started with an S. But I yes, you said three. Smother Three there, and no, I haven't played through Mother okay, Three. Okay, I have Nick put it on the list, mostly because I want to talk to someone about Mother Three. It would take a while to get through, wouldn't it? It's not too long. I think it's like fifteen or twenty hours. Also, Sub gives another 550 Canadian dollars and says, also, I don't know if you know this, but they released a remade Katamari 2 last month with five new levels. Yes, I know, Hell Sub. yeah. I've, I've played it in my spare time a bit. Oh. I remember saying at the what? time they re-released Katamari Damacy. Why didn't they release the second one at the same time? It's basically the same game, but with more stuff. Yeah. But you get so, the King's backstory in this one, the King's tragic backstory. You got that in the original release. No. I mean, it's just not I mean, in like, Katamari Damacy 1. Oh, not in one, no. And we love Katamari. Oh, in the original We Love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I played it last week. Katamari Damacy is so good. That's my, like, if I'm feeling down and I need to recharge, that's a good I know, play. it's good. And We Love Katamari is the same game, but they refined it and added some more interesting levels, so it's basically made the original obsolete. So yeah. I don't know why they didn't re-release We Love Katamari in the first place. So that people can buy it twice. Blah, 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 blah. blah, blah. Well, aren't you a good little bootlicker? Aren't you a good little capitalist shoe enjoyer? Where did that come from? Go on, King. Gives $5. And says, Marty, the FF7 remake demo made me think I needed to play this a few times just to learn the mechanics. Did you have any similar thoughts for FF16? Uh, I felt like... So with the FF16 demo, my pro tip is play through the demo and you'll get to the end of the two hours and it'll say, save your game and thank you for playing. And then it unlocks a shorter kind of combat-centric segment from later on in the game. And I would say play that afterwards because it shows you kind of the the, the breadth of what the combat will become. Um, I feel like I have a pretty decent handle on it. Um, I'm not the best like 3D character action guy. Um but they also have a lot of they have a lot of sort of accessibility options of being able to equip different items that give you much longer evade and parry windows, much easier combos, auto healing and stuff like that. So I think if you're if you want so, to get the game, I think it'll be fine. So it's full on real time combat, is it? It is. It's the uh the, the combat director was the combat director of Devil May Cry five and the combat director of Marvel vs. Capcom two. Which I'm like, huh. isn't that just the game director? Because that whole game is combat. Kind of feels like Final Fantasy has just sort of attempted to transition from turn-based combat to real-time combat so slowly nobody would notice. Yeah, and it's happened, yeah, between <laughs> between 12, 13, 15, and now, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Kadmon Alima gives $5 and says, When you have been working at a desk for a long time and feel like taking a break, what feels better, getting exercise or playing a video game? Ooh. I should probably exercise more. Yes, that probably seems good. Yeah. I mean, try to do both. Do like uh, b- do uh, push-ups during loading screens. Get a stationary video games and play. is my work anyway. Uh, that's true. Yes. So yes, playing video games still feels like work. Yeah. Wesley Thomas gives mm-hmm. five fifty Canadian and says, "I find that the older I get, the less time I have for certain games. BS, long stretches between action, etc." Any genres you've fallen out of love with? Well, I have documented over many videos the process by which I fell out of love with the point-and-click adventure game that I used to be a big uh, amanuensis of uh, back in the 2000s. What about you, Marty? 
Is that because of the genre though, or because of you? Not because of me. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, we've talked about before just the the virtue of getting old and having more responsibilities and doing this for a job when games are very long. Mm. I'm like, do you, you someone saying the game is a hundred hours long usually gets an eye roll from me um, because I want games to be over in a nice small amount of time. That being said, I did put a hundred hours in Tears of the Kingdom and I loved it. So I'm just a stupid hypocrite. Well, they never boasted that, did they? Nintendo it never was, said no. that the game will be hundreds and hundreds of hours long. No. They just, you know, said. Here is our game. You will like it because you always do, you sheep. Yep. And it turns out they were right. John Connor gives two twenty Canadian and says, "What's an old game that will benefit from a remake?" Oh, this old chestnut. Mm-hmm. You always talk about how it's the games that aren't like the games that are kind of rough around the edges. Blackthorn. Which one was that? Blackthorn on the snares. Was that a Blizzard game? I think it was. Yeah, like there's a biker. Yes. Okay, I remember like the cover. I don't think it I was ever one of those. It. I thought of it when I was talking about realistic platformers earlier. Ah, uh, okay, interesting. It's one of the lesser known ones. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I would uh let's let's go with remake Xeno Gears and uh, uh, lower the encounter rate severely and finish the game. Because that oh. game ran out of money. You don't ask too much, do you? Uh, no. <laughs> I just ask, yeah, only the small things. Please please finish your video game. Lance White gives 225 asses and says, how about that Persona 3 remake and the drama surrounding it? They're not including all of the content from later versions, so no female protag. You know why they're doing it? So they can sell it separately. <laughs> Later on. I thought you were gonna say so that they can have waifus. Uh yeah, no husbandos here. Uh I would be willing to bet that it comes down the line, like the 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 royal version or the the golden version. Persona four and five didn't have options for female protagonists and nobody kicked up a stink. It didn't, no, but Persona Three Portable introduced it and she's become a character that the fan base uh, really likes because she it's not just like a gender swap, like she is she has way more personality than Makoto, the main character, does. Um, See, this is what happens when you pander to fans. You give them one thing, you got to give it to them forever. Yeah. Classic fans. So just make new IPs and called it Metaphor Phantasmabolics or whatever it was. Re-Fantasio. My one was about as, made about as much sense. I think Metaphor is a really good name. I like yeah. it. Well done, metaphor. Alex Armstrong gives side dollars and says, heard the Friday the 13th license expired with the game being shut down end of December next year. Thoughts, yeah, since he reviewed and kind of liked it. Yeah, it's an okay game. I mean, I would say maybe just sort of uh, do the traditional thing of just change all the names and faces so you can still sell it as its own thing. But having thought about it, you know, that game really captured this the feel of the early Friday the 13th movies. Uh-huh. So I'm uh, not sure it would work out for them. But I'm sure there's something they could do. Just uh, uh, the monster's name is now Mason Twohees, and uh, <laughs> he wears a, a cricket box on his face. Uh, see? Seems fine. Uh, there, there, no, I, uh, no legal ramifications there. I can't imagine the Friday the 13th rights holders could get stroppy about that. 
there's also just a lot of those games now. Hey, like maybe they are... could finally add Jason to Dead by Daylight. You know, they've been one and two. But it's like, aside from Dead by Daylight, there's an Evil Dead game, a Friday the 3rd, or a Texas Chainsaw Massacre game is coming out. Like, just a lot of this stuff. It's too many of them. I hadn't heard about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre one. Is that just another August. Friday the 13th style four weak players versus one very strong player affair? I think so. Humans versus a weirdo, yeah. Yeah. What's the word for that? Uh, a Asymmetrical. Asymmetrical multiplayer, thank you. Uh-huh. It feels like there hasn't been one, any of those for a while. I mean, they were big for a while, and then there's been like a new wave. Yeah, because there was... Uh... There was like the aliens co-op one, Fire Team Elite, but that was you were that was just three player co-op. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Dead and by, then well, back I guess, for blood. You know? I think Dead by Daylight's just sort of sucked up all the oxygen for that sort of thing for many years. Yeah, and it's kind of constantly, uh, constantly uh, getting updated, and so yeah, you know, so people like Honey Money plays it every day. They're going to so. add Jason to that now because they've already got Michael Myers and Freddy Krueger and like nine hundred other horror IPs, so you probably couldn't stop them with a big old stick is there is freddy krueger in any of those i feel like freddy uh nightmare on elm street game would be cool oh now you mentioned he's got, like, no, cool no, power. now that uh, i said it i don't think freddy krueger is in dead by daylight i know he's in mortal kombat yeah oh yeah he was in mortal kombat oh right. yeah they shut off more more mortal kombat one as well there's really not a whole lot to say they just be they just oh who cares just, yeah, yeah it's also, I watched a couple some of the gameplay of that, and I was like, "Oh, look! It just looks exactly like Mortal Kombat 11, but they they're all look all the characters look slightly different now." Yeah, Hang on, um, I'm just I'm just uh, gonna get the Dead by Daylight wiki out so I can confirm what uh, characters it has got in it. Uh, it's oh, a, people say Freddy is in Dead by Daylight. No, okay, because it's a stupid amount. Oh yeah, there he is. Yeah, yeah, they've got they got their own IP characters for a while, and then but then it's uh, Michael Myers, Leatherface, Freddy Krueger, the pighead dude from Saw. They got the dude from Scream. They got Pyramid Head. They got the thing from Stranger Things. They've got Pinhead from Hellraiser. They got Albert Wesker. Yeah, they've got Sadako from The Ring. They uh, oh, they also made the uh, they made a Predator game. A year or two ago. That's yeah, just another just, one of those in that They're just genre. allergic to original IP, aren't they? By the sounds of yeah. it. Oh, yeah, that's true, Tyreel. I also missed the Big Dead by Daylight announcement. They announced a new human character, um, and his uh, it is uh, Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. yeah. That sounds really dumb. Mm. Nothing more to be said, really. No. Hang on, I'm just looking over these Dead by Daylight characters. It sounds like you got Dead there's by Daylight one of them fever. There's, there's one of them that's just a normal dude. I mean, besides Albert is, Wesker. Is it just like uh, just like John Wayne Gacy? Just like a serial killer? No, it's just, killer? A, just a Korean guy in a yellow coat. Uh, maybe he's famous in Korea. The trickster, they call him. Yeah, I don't know. Is that from a movie, you think? Well, there's still quite a few original characters they've got i think that i think he's one of them gotcha although he's right next to nemesis from resident evil nemesis is great anyway weirdo uh jack benson gives five dollars says i think we're in for a solid year of games and may apple release an overpriced vr if i'm wrong 
Oh, you scamp, Jack Manson. $3,500. That is not for consumers. That is for for developers. I think, you know, obviously I take the position VR is always going to be like niche gamer tech. That no one's ever going to create cyberspace because it's just not, it's just not as practical as you know, yeah. just looking up the news on your phone. But AR, if you could create like wearable AR glasses that are unassuming and aren't massively bulky, they could just like display like data on your environment in front of you. Mm-hmm. I think that's got legs. That could be the next smartphone. No, oh, I imagine that's down the line. That's where the stuff's gonna gonna. But go it would to. have It'll to be, be unassuming. And ideally, it should pass as normal sunglasses and not obviously look like wearable tech. Because because yeah. uh, if it stays at like the high price point, it's just going to be saying, "I'm rich and distracted. Please mug me." If you go out yep. in public wearing it. Do you remember uh, when the Google Glass thing was all blown up? That was like yeah, I remember, I remember that, and I remember saying that's not going to work because you can't go out in public without looking like a twat. Well, and I remember distinctly remember a lot of the dive bars in San Francisco that I used to go to would have giant signs of being like you like Google Glass is not allowed in here. They will 86 you if they find out that you're like walking into this bar and recording. Well, people that was the other thing, isn't it? it? You could secretly take pictures of stuff with it. Yeah, you could just record everything. So obviously there's a lot of legal flappery around this. But as I say, mm-hmm. I mean, eventually we got over. Uh, everyone having smartphones and be able to take pictures and of everything. I mean, I, yeah. th- I think for a while it was the law that your smartphone had to make a camera noise when it, when it took pictures, but I don't think that law applies anymore. No, I, my, my phone is definitely silent. I think in Japan it's still the law. Because, you know, they have a lot of problem with, you know, people creeping on each other in packed subway trains and shit. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, the dude who eats pianos gives $2 and says the opposite of stitches is lacerations. Oh, that was when I said snitches get stitches, and I was trying to think of what the opposite was. Oh, okay. Um, I don't think the opposite of stitches is lacerations, is it? Like, uh, it would be uh, if a well, stitch guess, is a thing that helps bring yeah, two things together. I guess together. The, opposite of, the opposite of a stitch would be something that made a wound spread apart wider yeah like in surgery when they put those clamps in to like yeah. extend a wound so they can get in there there you yeah. go snitches get surgical clamps we gotta think of a better name for those uh van member for 18 months in early access says the end of ff16 demo hit much harder than final fantasy 7 remake yeah i don't i don't want to spoil it for people they do a really good job of making me give a shit about the characters um very in a very short amount of time Oh, we're all full of praise for Final Fantasy 16, aren't we? Damn, it was a really, it was a really good two-hour depth, and I just really like that. I don't have to play that opening two hours again. Thank you, thank you, based square. Fungus Finder gives two dollars and says, "Yahtzee, quit snarking so hard on Marty, poor guy." I, demand I ain't more snarking snark. on Marty. I'm snarking on video games I as a whole. More snark. Alex Armstrong gives five dollars. And says, speaking of Persona, did you hate the Persona 5 scene where Ryuji got beat up by the girls for surviving an explosion or the hot spring scene from Strikers? Well, you'd hate like 90% of anime by the sounds of it. Alex Armstrong? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was funny when he survives the explosion and everyone thinks he's dead. I think that's after the, the, the boat dungeon. Yeah. One of the, the yeah, dungeons. The they beat him up. Yeah, just animation. Yeah, and then he reveals himself to not be dead and the girls yeah. are so upset that they wasted their tears on him that they beat him up. You know, it's just anime 
uh, let's all laugh at the comedy character hijinks. Every yeah, anime it's like does their it. equivalent of like slapstick comedy, I guess. Yeah, there you go. Fuegan, member for 13 months in Tip Jar. Oh, and they had a comment right below that that said, thanks for all the content, guys. What places have you visited that you'd most like to visit again, and where are you planning your next vacation to? Mine are Patagonia and France, respectively. What's Patagonia? I just know Patagonia is a brand. Mr. Jetsetter. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I went to Patagonia. It's just excellent. Mm. Uh, Oh, Patagonia is in in, uh, uh, Argentina and Chile. Um, I, uh, am, I'm going to Japan again in the fall. So I'm ex- very excited to go to Japan again. Um, so that is both where my next vacation is and where I'm most likely, or most okay. likely to go. Uh, I honeymooned on, uh, Kauai, the island in Hawaii, not to be confused by the, with the Japanese word for cute. And I guess I'd like to go back there sometime. It was really nice. What if you go there and uh, what if you you go there and there's a naked Ichiban at your beach? You know, I had a would feeling you, you, you were leaning in that direction. Yeah, that's because I'm very predictable. <laughs> I'm extremely predictable. Well, I guess I would uh, question the nature of reality at that point, for I had seen a video game character that I had once thought imaginary conjured into flesh, and as such, I would have larger concerns than being in the vicinity of a naked man. I guess, yeah, that would that would concern me as well. Bish Harrison gives £10 and says, never seems to be impressed by Marty's encyclopedic knowledge of games developers and publishers. I what about my then? encyclopedic knowledge of games developers and publishers? Yeah, but yours is like an old encyclopedia. Mine's like a brand new one. I was, I knew off the top of my I head. The game awards. I knew off the top of my head who voiced the prince in every Prince of Persia game. Was no one impressed by that? No. I guess not. I was impressed by you know a lot about games. I like talking about games with you. You know a lot about games. That's I great. know. I never get any credit for it just because I'm. You a get a lot bit. of credit. You get all the credit. Everyone gives you so much credit. You no, have you have an overabundance of credit. They all think I'm a meanie. You're the nice one in their eyes. <laughs> yeah. Listen. You know more about all these British things you talk about. What was the six between, or what was the thing from the top of the show that I thought was fake? Quest Quest 9? Johnny Quest? I'm just letting you talk and to see if you can figure it if you can remember. Fucking, he had the word Quest in it, right? Quest 7? I didn't say six? nothing. I didn't say nothing. This is hilarious. I don't even remember what the topic was either. Oh, it was space. You said it was like uh, Farscape or Questlove. No, Questlove is the musician from The Roots. I, I'm just going to pretend it was Questlove, and I know who he is, so there you go. Yes, Blake you're Seven, fuck, right. Blake? Yes, you're right, it was Questlove. Anyway, uh, Patent Pike gives $10 and says, Regarding last week, MK could fix story by making the campaign fight special like fists only in casual fights, dangers from background in big battles, ect, or branching sorry determined by doing brutalities. Well, that sure was a, a paragraph of some kind. Patent uh, Pike, thanks for your contribution. Oh, like, uh, as in they could do, uh, uh, like, gimmick fights. Like, almost like how Smash Brothers can have, like, well, you know what the sweaties will be like. They'll be like, oh, no gimmicks. Like, Turn it off. No items, no gimmicks. Turn it off. No health bars. No graphics. I've had sweaties on the brain lately, because I've been writing my Street Fighter Six review. Sweaties are coming. Sweaties are yeah, coming for you. Them sweaties, there's no escaping. 
Did you create uh, a weird looking character? Diego Brando Magic the Gathering. Member for 25 months in bonus content. Says, very disappointed this year's Summer Games Fest was way less embarrassing than last year's Summer Games Fest or even Game Awards. The Dorito Pope stepped up security. Oh, did no one run on stage and read read out their poetry this time? No, no, no one, no one ran on stage. Yeah, the Ubisoft conference was the only one that felt like a weird, awkward, old school um, conference because uh, there was like a live audience that wasn't really clapping and stuff like that. Most people have just gone to digital showcases now. Like the Nintendo Directs have kind of changed that. So Devolvers is pre pre recorded. Pretty much every showcase except for um, the uh, 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 the Ubisoft one was pre recorded. Well, that's what happens when you don't have a convention that we can all do this around. Yeah. Also, a bunch of people were doing like Capcom had a showcase, and Capcom did not need to have a showcase. They just like they showed like three games that had just come out. Uh, they showed Exo Primal, which is coming out next month, and then they showed a quick trailer for Pragmata, which is a game they announced several years ago. And the trailer just ended with them delaying the game indefinitely, which was really funny. Because it's cheaper than having a booth. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. At the LA Convention Center, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rob Berenger gives five pounds and says, "Do y'all think we get Elden Ring DLC trailer at Game Awards?" I guess an Elden Ring DLC is sort of an inevitability, knowing from software. But do we know anything about that? So the weird thing is, we didn't see any Armored Core uh, this week at any of the conferences, and Armored Core is coming out in August, and a lot of people played Armored Core, so I'm assuming they're going to have some sort of a stream for Armored Core soon, maybe just a Namco stream, maybe just a FromSoft stream, uh, but uh, I, my gut is Elden Ring isn't coming out this year, the Elden Ring DLC isn't coming out this year, if, if Armored Core is coming out in August, it seems like they wouldn't release two FromSoft things this year, so I bet Elden Ring DLC would come out maybe like next spring kind of like the two-year anniversary of elden ring okay yeah uh let's just go 2000 gives five euros and says i meant cyberpunk yes unless they intend to retroactively change the ending well i've entirely forgotten what you were talking about as views go 2000 but thanks oh for that was the uh, uh that was the first comment about phantom liberty about uh mm. cyberpunk uh even if they fix everything they're still gonna know it's a disappointing ending at the end okay now that it makes sense um yeah i don't know i don't know if they're gonna change things story-wise i do know that idris elba is one of the main characters of the dlc okay i assume not himself i assume he's playing a character uh he is playing a character correct i assume it's not like keith david in saints row 4 uh no keith david the actor yeah exactly uh where was where was i Cam Janinja gives five dollars and says Yats should see Devolver's Volvi. If Volvi is meant as a satirical allegory of the games industry, Devolver has a very grim view of the future. Mm-hmm. Well, the way you describe yeah. this sounds a bit hackneyed. Ooh, oh, no, AI tries to destroy humanity. That old. Oh chestnut. no, no, no! I I genuinely think you'd like it. It is, um, yeah, it it is like pretty biting. Um, their view of how how art is currently made and chasing trends and everything. They didn't really show very many games, but as a thing, it was pretty pretty interesting. Uh, John Connor gives two twenty Canadian dollars. Says no armored core hype. Didn't need it, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll get. I'm sure that embargo will drop sometime soon because I know a bunch of people who've played it. So maybe they'll just embargo will drop, and maybe they'll drop a demo or something some some point this week or next week or something. So I'm curious though. That that's going to be a big interesting moment for for FromSoft. I'm just curious if the Souls fans are going to like these robot games because they are very different than the Souls games. Probably not. 
big robots. Alex Russell gives $5. Says, sorry if this is a bit off topic. Have you all heard of a game called Yuppie Psycho? Only recently heard of it, and it was a great horror game hidden gem. That's just American Psycho, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> Patrick Bateman. Uh, no, I've never heard of Yuppie Psycho. Yuppie Psycho Executive Edition is on Steam. Okay, checking it out. Uh, it's got overwhelmingly positive reviews. Oh, it's one of those RPG Maker games, is it? Oh, yeah, it looks well, it looks a little different than RPG Maker, but yeah, it does look like a lo-fi RPG. Huh. Yeah, I've never even heard of it. 2019. I don't know how it uh, how it slipped slipped my radar. Well, anyway, moving on. Uh, Bish Harrison gives ten pounds and says, "Fine." To be fair, Yahtzee gets equal credit for obscure British references. Well, thank you, Bish Harrison. There you go. That's all he asked for. Uh, I think that was it. That was that was all on my list. Uh, yep, that's all I got too. We did so good. I'm so proud of us. So I guess we're going to wrap things up. So I'm just distracted by a comment by from Nick, where he says, mm, "Looks like I was right about not making time for the Capcom showcase, even though Marty gave me a ton of shit uh, about it." Mm. Listen, the shit I gave you was 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 joking shit. I said Casey and I wanted to to do a live watch along to the Capcom showcase and Nick said he didn't think anything good would be there and we called Nick uh, a, a, a hateful swine and then <laughs> it turned out Nick was very correct and I'm glad we didn't do a stream of it because it was really disappointing. Although yeah. they did release a demo for Ghost Trick and let me tell you, Ghost Trick, what a game. Poor Nick. Did you ever play Ghost Trick, the original Ghost Trick? I think I tried it out on uh, when they brought out a mobile version once. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes, Nick, you were right. Nick's always right, and he gets no respect. I'm so proud of you. Anyway, I think that'll be it from us. Heck yes. Anyone's got any more Super Chats, but we'll find out. Uh, Well, thanks for watching us listening to Slightly Something Else. A bit late this week, because we were Mm -hmm. waiting to get for all the showcases to be over and i had a doctor's appointment yesterday so i couldn't make it but we got there in the end and now instead of having to wait an entire day before more shit by me comes out now you can look forward to shit by me coming out tomorrow oh my god because zero punctuation zero punctuation on uh, amnesia the bunker will be out tomorrow so i'll be streaming that that should be a you know what else is tomorrow wednesday the 14th of june no uh, tomorrow tomorrow is when the exclusive uh, dice envy adventures night dice uh, <gasps> uh go on sale in That's a limited right. quantity featuring the colors of your favorite uh, adventurers from the hit uh, series adventures night starring yes. you and others there's a red one for mortimer pink one for dabarella and purple and green for the other two i love the other two uh, so snap those up because they are actually very limited quantities. So you better limited. better yeah. get your orders in fast once they become available. Yes. What else we got coming out on the Escapist? Um, no more streams today. Uh, yeah, tomorrow we'll have breakout and uh, post CP. Uh, Thursday, Nick is going on an actual vacation, so we will not be starting Nick's next games. Nick's actually oh. going on vacation starting Thursday. Uh, well, Casey and I will be starting uh, Half Life Two Episode One. No, we finished Half Life Two. Oh, good for you. No. How did Absolutely you feel about the ending of Half-Life 2? 
Um, Casey was shocked that it just ended. <laughs> Casey was like, yeah. this is it. Like, it's just done. Uh, Imagine how the people who didn't know they could immediately move on to episode one felt. Yeah. Kind of a bummer. Uh, so yeah, we'll be starting that. Oh, uh, Paul, Paul says, gives $2 oh. suddenly and says, when are you and Casey playing Half-Life 3? So we played through Dead Space and then the Dead Space remake came out. We played through all the Metal Gears and they announced the Metal Gear 3 remake. Do you think that they're going to announce a Half-Life remake? Do Casey and I have the ability to will this into existence? No. Yeah. Oh, you no. What was the answer? Never mind. No. Because for Valve to announce a Half-Life 3 would require a sort of reversal of the space-time continuum at this point. Remember when Valve made games? They were great. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Anyway, Aiden gives five A dollars and says, have you thought about putting a booth at a con and just having a massive go away banner? Pretty funny goof, but it'd be a pretty expensive goof. Yeah. And also most booths at cons are that half the time anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Yes, that's sort of nice. Um I've got an extra punctuation dropping for everyone on Thursday. Ooh, what's the topic? Oh, it's a Zelda topic, right? I think this is the Zelda one, yes. Yeah, it's about how Zelda has extremely normal fans who are very welcoming and open to various opinions on the Zelda games. That is exactly what I say about Zelda. Zelda uh, fans, any any fans of anything, if someone else doesn't like the thing you like, who gives a shit? Well, don't I be, guess the point of my video is the Zelda fans are, are of a particularly strange behavior model. Even more so than Sonic fans, I'd that say. That can't be true. They all have, that I guess, every fan base has its own weird quirks. I refuse to believe they're weird. With, Sonic, with fans. Sonic fans, it's weird sex. With Zelda fans, oh, yeah. it's firebombing reviewers who gave it 9 out of 10. Yeah, well, they should have given it 10, so. But you. what if a better game comes out later? No such thing. There's only one better game, and its name is Metaphor Mysterio. I already forgot the full name. The Spider-Man villain. The Spider-Man villain. Did you know if Sam Raimi was going to make another Spider-Man film, he was going to bring Bruce Campbell in and have him play Mysterio? That'd be a pretty funny Mysterio. That'd be a pretty good Mysterio. Yeah, and then the point would have been like Bruce Campbell's cameos in all the films leading up to that. All Retroactively, all of those were Mysterio in different disguises. Oh, that's clever. Yeah. Well, we didn't get that, did we? Because the studios meddled too much on Spider-Man 3 and nobody liked it. Yeah, but now we got the Spider-Verse. It's fine. He can come back with the Spider-Verse. Well, anyway. Spider-Verse. Bye, everybody. Guess we've got to go now. Bye. Bye, everyone. Have, Bye. have a really great rest of your Tuesday. I hope you have a great one. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye, guys. Spider-Man 3 wasn't fine. Spider-Man 3 was bad.